You're listening to Heather Solves Everything, a show about discovering strengths and solving problems. So what are we waiting for? Let's get into it. Welcome, welcome to Heather Solves Everything. This is the show where I take credit for making the world a better place by introducing you to cool people that I meet who are actually making the world a better place. It's a problem-solving show, and every week I bring your biggest problems to the experts with solutions. My name is Heather Fuselay, and my friends call me Healthy Heather because I'm a National Board Certified Health and Wellness Coach. It is my job to help you live a healthy, balanced life, and I'm glad you're here. Now, before we jump into today's show, remember to look for Heather Solves Everything on Facebook and Instagram. That's where I post all the extra stuff and where I'm sharing my 22 things that I'm doing in 2022. And whichever podcast app you're listening on, click follow or subscribe and set up automatic downloads so you always have the latest episode waiting for you. And if you like this show, tell your friends. You can tell your friends even if you don't like it. Thank you for sharing your favorite episodes and maybe the ones that were just okay. Now, speaking of episodes, today's is all about failure. And my problem solvers are Billy and Sandra August. <laughs> did, I pr- did I pronounce that correctly? That was pretty good. That was pretty, pretty good. good. Pretty August. good. August. 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 When Billy and Sandra bumped into the students that they had coached in basketball at the YMCA, they were super pumped to hear about how life had turned out after they graduated from high school. But that soon turned to confusion and discouragement because they discovered that these promising young students that they had mentored and coached, life didn't go quite as they planned. Their college plans fell apart. Life got in the way and they realized there was a need for coaching in more than just sports. That led to the creation of Reach One Youth Organization, which has been reaching high-risk youth through sports and into life. Billy is the executive director of Reach One Youth Organization. He holds a degree in human services from Florida State University, and he's currently working on a master's in sports and health sciences. Sandra is the managing director of Reach One Youth Organization. She has a degree in social sciences and a master's certificate in human performance technology from Florida State University. She's working on her Ph.D. in human services administration with a research focus on exploring perceived best practices for mentoring first-generation black male college students. Welcome to the show, Billy and Sandra. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. So glad to be here. Wow. (laughs) This is amazing. It is. We're um, honored and humbled. Yes. We just, man, we just thank y'all for the opportunity. Yeah. What a great experience uh, it is to be here with you, Heather. I'm excited too. Now, y'all, I met Billy and Sandra when I interviewed them for a story in our local newspaper, and I had so many more questions. Plus, I wanted to know more about, you know, the ways that they really work with the students and with the youth. Um, to help them not only get to the next level, but to be able to develop skills of resilience and so that they can reframe what could feel like a potential failure. Now, between Billy's experience as a teacher and a coach in local schools and Sandra's professional work in social services, they knew they had what it took 
to get something done. They started developing programs and activities designed for kids between 3 and 18 years old. They engaged them in a shared interest in sports and used that to weave in lessons to help ensure their success in school and in life. So, guys, are y'all ready to solve everything? Let's take a stab at it. Why not? I'm ready. I think we could do it. Let's get into it. All right, guys. Now, when I think about the work that Reach One Youth does, I think about a combination of a safety net Mm -hmm. and a springboard. Two things that can help us avoid and rebound from life's inevitable Mm -hmm. failures that we all experience. And... In fact, nothing scares us more than the potential for failure. Mm -hmm. Our fear of failure tops the list of phobias. Nearly one in three people say they have a fear of failure. And half of all adults admit that their fear of failure is the biggest roadblock to not achieving their goals or has has prevented them from revisiting goals that they've had. But a study done by Northwestern University says that failure is the essential prerequisite for success. And today we are going to explore how we can use failure to our advantage. Mm -hmm. Now, I asked y'all here today to help me with this topic because it's your goal to help at-risk youth not really avoid failure, but use it as a momentum builder into their lives. Tell me about Reach One Youth. And how it got started. All right. Like you um, mentioned before, that we ran into um, one of our former players. And so just at a local store and like, hey, how are you? You know, and they give you that look like, oh, coach, you know, life is tearing me up. And so for us, it was like, whoa, 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 what's going on? And after they told us the story, kind of like, you know, I'm not doing much of anything. You know, it's like, well, what have you done? It's like, no, I didn't try to go to school, you know, or or I tried. I went to school, I got kicked out, and I'm back, you know. Or I tried to basketball. I had the basketball scholarship, but it was just I didn't like the team, didn't like the coach, so I came back. So, um, in a sense, they went, but they came back and didn't really know how to bounce back. Mm. They they found themselves in a place of limbo. They just let that mm-hmm. initial hurdle be mm-hmm. their stopping point. Right. Exactly. And they didn't know how to start again. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, it, you know, it, it was really interesting just to see and then to um, identify the, the, the pain uh, uh, that they were experiencing and what they were not saying. So it wasn't as if they were comfortable in the place that they were in. You can see that this is really not where I want to be. Somebody help me that, that, you know, that, that net, you know, someone please uh, uh, throw me a a life raft, you know, or something. And so it it was something that we recognized and picked up on. um, And immediately, you know, it, it burned us, you know, it was like a weight on our shoulders and, and we felt like almost as if we failed them. And um, as a result, we felt that, you know what, we need to do more. And that really, um, fueled us um, and kind of like you know lit a fire under us to start something um, to focus on those needs. And it was definitely a point of, well, we got them in with the sports, mm-hmm. right? So what can we do while we have yeah. their mm-hmm. attention? Mm-hmm. And so that's where the kind of life after sports or when life happens, what can we do to right. impact? Yeah. 
Well, sports is such a great way to engage youth, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's so many analogies and metaphors that you can use. Right, right. (laughs) You know, for, you know, for reframing failure and for setting yourself up for success. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You know, and that's the thing. We we're very intentional about um, utilizing sports um, as an example. Uh, And so, you know, from the standpoint of if we have a kid that um, whether or not they're great at it is not our main concern. But the fact that, you you know, like you said, we have a shared interest. Um, And because of that shared interest, we can now talk to them in a way that they can understand. You know, so it helps us to translate um, some of those reframing um, techniques, you know, and and talk about sports and and showing them how they can translate that into their everyday lives. And so um, it's definitely a great tool that we have used. And we feel like, you know, it works. Um, you know, especially with the younger ones, they need to be able to have something that's a little bit more concrete uh, versus something that's abstract. And so we found that helps us uh, get our point across. So tell me about the, the the students that you typically work with. What are they like? Um, the students that we typically work with are, you know, they're from our, you know, pretty much in the area of the 30304. Mm-hmm. We've had I've actually driven to Georgia um, and Cairo and Bainbridge and picked up youth, you know, and it seems like in a, in a sense, they're all about the same. Mm-hmm. They want to play the sport. They kind of really don't have the true sense of what happens afterwards. They're, you know, they're fun kids. They love, you know, they love, they love to be around each other. They're real social. You know, sometimes you have to get them to calm down, but <laughs> yeah. you know, from, from that point, standpoint we start talking about hey what's your goals after this mm-hmm. they give you the deer um kind of headlights look like um, a goal what is yeah. that and so we've just kind of found that they they're coming from homes and, and different places and just different experiences of um what pushes them forward right and what what are their experiences saying from like we said they haven't had lights on or mm-hmm. uh, maybe homeless right or, you know, um, things of that, that nature. Not all our kids experience that. They may even experience different aspects. Of we had a um, a youth that was, you know, two parent home, mm-hmm. had everything going for them. They had the money, but there were other life challenges going on with the family. Right. And There's some kids for mm-hmm. whom that's just not their biggest priority. Yeah. Like getting through the day, getting through the week takes precedence over you know doing well in anything else yeah absolutely well y'all failure may be essential for success but not every failure leads to success when we come back from the break we're going to find out what makes the difference how some people can turn failure into success and why others just stop there it's heather solves everything stay with us Hey guys, it's Healthy Heather, and I'm so excited to announce that my book is ready for you to pre-order. It's called Happy Healthy You, Breaking the Rules for a Well-Balanced Life. I wrote this book because the healthy living to-do list is short and simple. Eat healthy, exercise, get some rest, and don't stress out. But knowing and doing are two different things, so help 
is here. We're going to explore how to understand your values and priorities, set boundaries, create a true vision for your life, and enjoy the benefits of healthy living right now. It's a 52-week guide, your path to finding a healthy lifestyle that suits your unique needs. Each entry includes a story with inspiration and advice, as well as a journaling prompt, weekly assignment, and reflection questions. I can't wait for you to read it. It'll be in stores May 2022, but you can pre-order it now wherever books are sold. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Heather Solves Everything. I've got two problem solvers with me today, Billy and Sandra Agush. You got it. Reach yeah. One Youth Organization. <laughs> I got it, guys. Yeah. I failed the first time that I said their name, and now I can say it. You nailed it. I nailed it. They're here with me today because we are talking about reframing failure. We all face it. We all face it. But not everybody comes back from it. Now, Northwestern University has done a study and they they say that failure is an essential ingredient for success. But failure does not necessarily lead to success. It's It's an ingredient, but it doesn't necessarily help you unless you're one of the people who learns from it. That research study shows what ultimately separates the winners from the losers, and it's not persistence. Mm. That difference is when you learn from your mistakes. It turns out trying again and again and again only works when you have that light bulb moment and you learn from previous failures. The people who eventually succeed and the people who eventually fail basically try the same number of times. The idea is to work smarter, not harder. You have to figure out what worked and what didn't and then change your plan accordingly. Now, these are skills that we learn They're not necessarily intuitive. Mm -hmm. You know, you may have been born with an attitude that makes it easier to bounce back from change, from failure, but it doesn't necessarily mean you have the skills. And that's okay because those skills can be learned. And Billy and Sandra are two people who teach these skills to at-risk youth who have been dealt a pretty difficult hand of cards. Guys, what are some of the common challenges that you see your youth facing in life? You hinted towards it. Um, when you said in that research, it's not about trying um, the, the number of times to try. Because here's the personal story. When I came to FSU, I actually flunked out of school. And then some challenges happened. Then I got back into school. And then my dad passed away. And so that dealt me, like we said, some family dynamic things. That dealt me a blow that, I, in a sense, I could not recover from. Mm-hmm. So when, I, when the light bulb moment came on, sometimes it's too late, I, in a sense, I went back to the school. I went back to FSU. Like, hey, can I come back in? You're going to let me in, right? <laughs> you know, kind of like, let's do this. You know, and they're I'm like. I'm ready to try again. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready to try again. They're like, no, you, ha- you didn't do what you're supposed to do, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But guess what happened? I was. Um, I was actually determined 
So for three years, every semester, I actually went back to the registrar's office. Are you going to let me back in? Are you going to let me back in? Are you going to let me back in? And they were saying no. And I was just like, what is it? And like you said, I kept on trying, but yeah. I didn't know the difference. And so then that third year, they're like, oh, okay, Mr. August, if you can go get some class dropped, which was a pretty old class. And so I went to the department, hey, I don't know what happened, blah, 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 blah. And guess what happened? They dropped the class. I ran back to registrar's <laughs> office. <laughs> they, um, they said, did you get it done? I said, yes. And they were surprised. I was like, okay, cool. But from what, what I learned from that was what I did before while I was in school, I couldn't do again. Right. Yeah. And then after that was success. Mm -hmm. So it's about the learning and yes. the wisdom Absolutely. after after the trying. And um, just thanking God I had another opportunity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's amazing. You know, I I, I was there with him um, and, and I remember encouraging him, you know, to continue. And I think that's an Im important component um, is to have that support system and mm -hmm. to have um, people that are going to encourage you despite the failure. And I think that that ingredient um, does allow um, for that change to occur because they can help you from making the same mistake, you know, over and over and over again. And so to answer your question, that is something that we do, uh, you know, try to instill in, in our, our young people, our youth that, listen, you know, we're playing sports. You're going to make mistakes. Going to make mistakes. You know, get that out of your mind that you're a perfect athlete and, you know, you, you're here to learn. You're going to make mistakes. But what we're looking for is for you to not repeat those mistakes and to do something different that's going to get you a better result. And so we use that, you know, as an opportunity to teach them um, that tool. And and it helps them, you know, in that, like you said, that ingredient, you know, and it helps them to, to recognize, first of all, that failure is okay. Um, but second, that I can't keep making the same mistake over and over again because from what I heard, that's insanity. Right. You know, yeah, right. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know if I was supposed to say that, but, um, you know, so we don't want them going down that path of making mistakes and not making the necessary changes and to achieve and adjustments to achieve their goals. So that is definitely something that we, we focus on and we, we use uh, sports, arts. We use anything we can use, to be honest with you, to help teach them that 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 tool, because failure is inevitable. We know that, you know, but how you're going to respond and how you're going to bounce back is the most important thing. There are some definite um, character traits that contribute to being able to have those resilience skills. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. having a, a good support network mm -hmm. definitely helps. Yes, yes. definitely. And, and having another plan, you yes. know, having an idea of, okay, so if this doesn't work out, then mm -hmm. what? Yeah. And some people will say, oh, I, I never think, I never no think plan. about that, you know, because, you know, failure isn't an option. It's like, well, then well, guess what? you're setting yourself <laughs> up <laughs> for, for failure. failure. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. the, the. The, the brightest and most successful people have a plan B in one back pocket and have plan C in the next back pocket yeah. because they want to be ready to continue to try. Yeah, absolutely. And research shows that the shorter the period of, of time between attempts, mm. you know, is, is really a big player, too, at getting right back up and going at it again yeah. smarter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It sounds... Tell me about what... 
lessons you have learned through this process? You know, you you had this these interactions where you realized we've got a gap here and we we have what it takes to fill it. And then I'm sure that you didn't just turn around one day and then yeah. poof, here's this nonprofit organization for us to work through. How did you set that up and how did you get working and what kind of mistakes did you make? Yeah, so um, I'll go first. <laughs> I think, you know, one of the biggest um, things for us was that failure component because, I, you know, like I mentioned earlier, um, feeling like we failed uh, those kids that we worked with um, and to see them in the place that they were in um, at that moment. Um, so for us, it was, okay, we got to do something different and hence reach one youth organization. So we knew we had to do something different that focused on them as a whole um, um, holistic person oh, and not mm -hmm. just um, as an, a, a student athlete, which is just two components. Mm -hmm. You know, you got the academics, you got the physic, you know, physical aspect of, you know, what they do. But we wanted to make sure we were touching, you know, those different components, um, you know, socially, uh, emotionally, um, you know, to make sure that we're, we're touching every part of them because we understood that if we made that 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 change that could potentially be what they need to succeed by adding a little bit more to what we we, we did as a program so um, we learned that that part um but yeah definitely we learned that through just kind of trial and error mm, you know yeah. at first it, and it evolves it you know we went from okay let's do the sports so we do these small kind of small groups mm -hmm. things where Right before practice starts, we meet and we yeah. give a word of the day or or um, a scenario mm -hmm. and decision making and those type of things. Reach and huddles. Reach huddles. And then mm -hmm. we go to team building exercises when wherever, when, whenever we're on the road, um, we're talking about life and things of that nature. So we definitely use yeah. that through trial and error and, see, and then treat everybody as individuals because each group is different. Right. As um, the students come in. It's like, listen, okay, well, we can't do that with them, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they yeah. Totally you make our adjustments. Yeah, make yeah. our adjustments. You, you, it's some on-the-job training for Absolutely. you guys as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, um, so tell me, what's your website address? It's www.reachoneyouth.org. Reachoneyouth.org. When y'all go to visit their website, click on the page for testimonials. You're going to read some amazing stories of some individuals who have, some have gone into business, some have gone into professional sports. When we come back from the break, we're going to hear some of the success stories that make them feel so proud yes. and so glad <laughs> that they didn't give up. Yeah. You're listening to Heather Solves Everything, and we'll be right back. Stay with us. Hey guys, it's Healthy Heather from Heather Solves Everything. I want to thank my sponsor, Kylene and Ryan Studios, a local husband and wife photography team who specialize in weddings and portraits of all kinds. Whatever special event you have coming up, they're your photographers for life. With a combined 32 years of professional photography experience, their unique perspectives shine through in every image you see. Find out more at KyleenAndRyan.com. That's KyleenAndRyan.com. Come. Hey guys, welcome back. You're listening to Heather Solves 
everything with a little help from my friends. Today, my friends are Billy and Sandra. They're going to be my friends after this, too. They were my friends before this. They're my problem solvers today because they are experts at helping at-risk youth reframe failure. We all face failure, but some of us rebound better than others. And their organization, Reach One Youth Organization, is dedicated to help at-risk youth learn the life skills that they need to be successful beyond sports, beyond high school, and into the business world, into professional sports, into whatever life presents to them. And if you go to their website, reachoneyouthorganization.org, you will see some pretty impressive testimonials to the power of their mentorship. And Billy, can you share with us one of your favorite success stories that's come out of your organization? Yes, I can. I would say this one is actually not on the website. It was a young man that um, basically was making some bad decisions, got caught up in the juvenile justice system. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'll say this. He actually was basically going to be direct filed. He was 13 years old. And he was about to be prosecuted for 60 years in prison. At 13 At years 13 old. 13 years old. Yes. And so this true story. Um, and so. For a gun charge. Yeah. On a mm. um, couple of gun charges. Mom called me. Hey, can you be a catcher witness? There's like no way this kid has done this. You know, went down. Got an opportunity to speak to the state attorney. Uh, me and um, somebody else. And literally the it got reduced to like probation and some other um like a youth camp or whatever Mm -hmm. and so then he was also he had to be we're mentoring him so he actually had to come to church with us he was at practice he was doing the community service hours and then after that basically turned around straight a student wow earned a football scholarship Mm -hmm. and currently is at a um, local um, community college right now getting his grades getting his life his life is on track you know it's like he Totally just changed. Total 180. Not 360 because you were right back to the same spot, <laughs> but total 180. Right. He was, he was, he's like one of our biggest. Now that, that kind of thing doesn't happen overnight. No. What went into that? What type of hard work did he do to, to turn that around? You know, I want to first give the, the, the young man credit mm-hmm. yeah. um, because I believe it started with a mind um, shift Mm-hmm. And um, his mindset changed. And we know this because of our converse, conversations with him and uh, with the text messages that he would send coach, you know, coach Billy, as as yeah. they all know him. And, uh, you know, just the fact that, you know, thank you for speaking up on my behalf. I'm going to make you proud. I'm not going to let you down. And, and, you know, that kind of language. And uh, he backed it up. He backed it up by you know, doing his work. And if he needed help, he would ask for help. And, um, you know, and so you can see that he was making the necessary strides and efforts to change. And that's what you want to see when you see them making the effort and not just talking it, but living it. And as a result, he kept kept going down that path. And before, you know, we knew it, you know, mom was sending us his graduation um, invite, you know, saying, hey, he did it. He's graduating and he got a scholarship. 
And uh, and that just, you know, we can't even explain the joy that we feel to see something like that happen because that's that one that we're trying to reach. You know, if we can just keep tackling one at a time, we believe we'll have more of those success stories. So reach one youth yes. is really about each individual, each individual. Yeah. child yes. that yeah. comes into your, your circle. Yeah, circle. Yes. yeah. And you know, he had several of those success ingredients. You know, mm-hmm. he had a mom who who oh, yeah. went up and stood up for him and said, somebody, please, I need help yes. with this. Right. Yes. And then he realized that he had people who had higher expectations. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And and did see something bigger for mm-hmm. him. And he wanted to honor that. Exactly. And then he did the hard work the of hard actually, work. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, you don't get a scholarship to college for sitting around. You right. don't. Yeah. He put it into action. Yeah. He, he put his faith into action. A lot of times we can hope, we can kind of guess, we can like, okay, I think I can do that. But, you know, when you actually have that faith, you put work in. Yeah. He believed action. he could. Yeah. He put yeah. action to it. Yeah. That's so exciting. And, and I love stories like that because it can inspire everybody to make an impact in one yeah. person's life. Yeah. And and never forgetting that, you know, we don't always know the 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 impact that we make right. on other people's lives. Yeah. All right. So reach one youth org is where you want to go to find out more. And I'm going to see how well. Billy and Sandra are prepared to help people through reframing failure in their lives. I've got a quiz. Okay. Oh, got okay. a quiz on your knowledge about failure okay. and success. All right. All right. John's got our quiz music going. <laughs> now, here's the thing. I've got 10 questions for you about successful people who were once failures. Okay. They okay. failed. And for each answer that you get correct i will donate ten dollars to reach one youth organization get ready for a hundred okay (laughs) are you ready let's see all right let's do it okay this is somebody who is now called the greatest basketball player of all time he was a big fat failure when he was cut from his high school basketball team who is it that would be um mj mj yeah jordan Michael Jordan. Yeah. He was a failure. Yeah. yeah. And now look. Yeah, look at him. <laughs> okay, so there's another guy who, um, he's a pretty famous, famous man. He was fired from his job at a newspaper pretty early in his career because he had no imagination. Now we know him as the creator of the happiest place in America or in the world. Walt Disney. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> we saw a show on him. Yeah, we saw a documentary night. the other yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> he was yeah. a loser. Oh, yeah. 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 He he just, he flopped big time. He did. <laughs> so there's this legendary director. I'm sure you've seen his movies. He was rejected from film school three times. I think he directed the movie of somebody named E.T. Oh, my gosh. Um. Oh, how that can John? I know? Is that Lucas? No. No. no, no, no. Um. It's um. What's his name? Starts with an S. Spielberg. Steven Spielberg. Yes. Yes. You earned that one. Okay. Our next person is an author. Okay. He's written a lot of books. One of them is called A Time to Kill. 
Oh, my gosh. It was rejected by publishers 28 times. Who is the author? John Grisham. Yes, John Grisham. Good job, babe. You got one. <laughs> Good job. 28 times. 28, 28 times they times. said, you're no, no good. Oh, this wow. This is not going to work. All right. So this famous theoretical physicist was na- labeled as mentally slow on his permanent school record. That is crazy. And then he came up with E equals MC squared. Oh. Not Newton, no. Einstein. Yes. <laughs> Albert Einstein. Albert, Albert Einstein. Einstein. They wow. said they said, no way. Wow. No. This guy's a dummy. He doesn't he he needs to just stay home. Yeah. All right. This household name's first two automobile companies failed. Now everybody knows about Ford. Henry, Henry Ford. Ford. Found on road dead. Isn't that what they used to say? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> This every woman was fired from her job as a television news anchor, and mm-hmm. now everybody knows about Oprah. Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> She's a loser. Yeah. <laughs> this star of a show named after him was booed off stage in his first stand-up comedy appearance. Mm. Oh, oh, Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry yes. Seinfeld. Wow. They said you're not funny. <laughs> This musical icon was fired from the Grand Ole Opry and told to go back to truck driving. Elvis? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You are getting these answers. Last one. <laughs> the game right now. Last one. <laughs> this fast food pioneer was rejected over 1,000 times before finding somebody who would partner up with him on his fried chicken business. Oh, that would be um, the Colonel. Yeah, Colonel Sanders. Yeah, Colonel Sanders. Colonel Sanders. <laughs> and he was pretty old, too, when yeah. he got when He was. Got yeah. Guys, one hundred dollars. When we come back from the break, guys, um, I've got a little bit of advice from me to you All right. on some ways that you can overcome failure in your life. You're listening to Heather solves everything. We're solving failure. Stick with us. We'll be right back. All right. Awesome. Hey guys, it's Healthy Heather. You're listening to Heather Solves Everything. This is the show where we tap into your intrinsic strengths to solve the everyday problems of life. And I need your help. If you've got a problem that needs solving, let me know. It just might make it to the show. Go to CoachHealthyHeather.com and click on Solve My Problems. Submit your idea, send it to me, and you never know, it might end up being on an episode of Heather Solves Everything. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Heather Solves Everything. I've got two awesome problem solvers in the studio with me today. Billy and Sandra Aguse. Woohoo! Getting better. Yeah. Every time I try, I get better. You're learning. <laughs> and, 
<laughs> Y'all, during the break, Billy told me a story. We were just talking about, you know, all of those famous losers who <laughs> failed <laughs> and then, you know, used their resilient skills to get up and, and try again smarter. He told me a story about 409. You got to tell this story, Billy. Share this yes, story. Um, we, we were just talking about famous losers, but if you didn't know the story behind 409, the inventor of that formula, he basically tried 408 times, <laughs> 408 times to get it right. And on the 409th time, he was successful. Every time he tried, he tweaked it, he learned, he adjusted, he made his, um, he basically made his money on 409. And wow. so you probably have it sitting in your house right now. I probably do. And didn't even know why. It's like, why is this called 409? That's just a I never heard that before. Yeah. 409 yeah. times. Yeah. Wow. And and the key is he didn't just keep showing up 409 times. He asked, how can I make this better? How can I make this work? I know there's a way. Yes. And he believed in himself. Yeah. Wow. Now, guys, we have been talking all about how to reframe failure. And the thing is, we all deal with it. None of us are immune to failure. The difference is how we face it, how we take it and make it our friend and get to know it and use it for steps forward. And I've got a few thoughts for you. So settle in. I'm going to get coachy on you. Failure has different impacts on different people. Some people see failure as an inevitable result. It's going to happen. And others see it as an opportunity to try again with more experience. Some people use it as a reason to stop. Some people use it as a reason to learn. No matter how you see failure, you can harness it for your own forward progress. There's a book called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Susan Jeffers. And she reminds us that we walk through life carrying our fears with us. You may be familiar with the adage that fear, F-E-A-R, is false evidence appearing real. It's okay to feel your feelings. Welcome those learning experiences, make them your friend and take them with you as you keep going. What are you really afraid of? One way to discover this is what I call the so what test. Get into a conversation with your brain and when it presents all of those reasons why you should not attempt your fear, ask, so what? Make your brain keep answering that question until you realize why you are really holding yourself back and then deal with that. So what? Well, this could happen. So what? Well, this could happen. So what? Eventually, you're going to get to something that you have no response to. And that's your actual fear. And you can deal with that through relationships with mentors, through organizations like Reach One Youth Organization, you know, through those people in the community who are here to help. We are not alone in this process. Now, Tony Robbins said, there is no such thing as failure, only undesirable outcomes. The inventor of 409 had 408 undesirable outcomes. But he reframed failure to see it as a stepping stone 
something that could be used for better planning. When you experience failure, do not sit back and lick your wounds. The shorter the period of time between attempts, the more likely you are to succeed in future attempts. The bigger your goal, the higher potential for failure early on. So prepare yourself for that possibility and have plan B, C, and D so that you don't have to waste time feeling sorry for yourself and you can get back to work. Now, remember those big failures from before? They knew that everything is temporary, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Here are some ways that you can turn your failures into success. Number one, don't berate yourself for making a mistake. Cut yourself some slack. Tell that I told you so voice to mind its own business. Forgiving yourself and others can help you cast away the feelings of shame and resentment that only hold you back. So instead of dwelling on the past, focus on what you can do in the present and in the future. Remember, it doesn't have to be perfect. Nothing is perfect. Just learn from what happened and continue to improve. Number two, focus on why the plan didn't work and look for reasons other than you. Put your personal shortcomings to the side and explore the reasons and things that, the reasons why things went sideways. Make a list of what happened so you can plan your next attempt better. Don't beat yourself up. It's true that none of us are perfect, but it's also true that we're not necessarily the only cause of failure in our lives. Sometimes the timing wasn't right. Sometimes you're missing an ingredient. If you faced rejection, ask why. Believe it or not, there are people who are where you want to be who actually want to help you get there too. Ask if there was anything in your approach that wasn't enough for them. Ask if there was anything that you could have done differently that would have produced a different outcome. You might learn something helpful and you'll definitely be remembered as someone who cares about doing a good job. Get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Number three, a fear of failure can cause analysis paralysis. Have you ever found yourself just thinking about starting but waiting until things are perfect? Guess what? That's never going to happen. Time is going to pass you by whether you take action or not. Once you've done the research, you have a plan, you've got a backup plan, the only thing left to do is feel a feeling. You're going to feel things anyway. It might as well be something you can grow from. And once you've felt it, you'll feel less and less weird. And as you start to feel more comfortable in that new place and less weird in that new place, you know it's time to challenge yourself again. Number four, overnight success is a myth. Social media, people's personal hype can make it look like everyone is sticking the landing on the first try. It is simply not true. It can take several attempts, sometimes 409 times of getting knocked down before people achieve that big, hairy, audacious goal. Don't be deterred by setbacks and don't be fooled by stories of overnight success. We are all out there busting it. The ones who have enough vision and humility to look around and ask, what could I have done differently? What could I have done better? Do I need help with this? Are the ones who are going to make it. 
Number five, acknowledge your progress. Success is only defined by you. You are the one who decides what's impressive. You are the one who decides whether or not you're satisfied with the outcome. And remember, not having reached the pinnacle of your potential does not mean you're not yet a success. Celebrate the small wins along the way. And don't just give yourself a pat on the back. Document them so that you can remind yourself when you're feeling down of how far you've come. Reflecting back on your progress is a solid reminder of what you're capable of when you're not sure. Billy and Sandra, is there anything that you would add to this list? Wow. I, I love the list. Um, man, you've said it all. The Wow. I, yeah. I'm just blown away. Um, <laughs> I, it's, it's, I, I, I think you I think you nailed it on the head. I, I think you you really did. And, um, you know, just surrounding yourself with people um, that are that are going to support um, your efforts and your vision. Yeah. Um, you know, that that support system, I think, is uh, is important. And um, yeah, you put all that together. I think you have a pretty good blueprint for uh, success. And I um, and I totally agree with what you're saying as far as in having that person that also challenge you mm -hmm. to go beyond what mm -hmm. you think you're even capable of. Yeah. Well, that's what you guys do. And you provide so much inspiration for so many youth. Yeah. So thank you guys for being here today. Thank you for having us. Thank you for yeah. having us. Wow. Oh, man, guys. Yeah. This, was awesome. <laughs> this was awesome for this us. Amazing. We did yeah. it, guys. Woo! We solved another problem with a little help from our friends. You remember, you can visit Billy and Sandra at reachoneyouth.org. And you can stay in touch with me and the show on Facebook and Instagram. Just looks for Heather Solves Everything. And if you have a problem to solve, go to heathersolveseverything.com and click on Solve My Problems. We will get it done together. Thanks for listening, guys. I hope that something great happens for you today. I am Healthy Heather, and I'm always here to help you solve everything. To connect with Heather and find out more about today's show, just look for Heather Solves Everything on Facebook and Instagram. With a little help from your friends, you can solve everything too.